Hey there, and welcome to Unabashed You. We're here to encourage you to become who you already are through inspiring conversations with extraordinary everyday people like you and me. We have courage to show up in our own lives, believing in ourselves more, unapologetic for who we are. Feeling generous? Consider leaving a review, subscribing, and or sharing episodes. It matters. That algorithm is a real thing, and we do this with support from you. Find us at unabashedyou.com for episodes, blogs, social media links, and to be on our email list. When in doubt, type in unabashedyou to find us. And now for the woman who can't wait to know just a little bit more about you, Rochelle Condi now. Most every episode, a guest says something that hits me as a profound truth, one I have probably heard before and forgotten, and certainly one I need to be reminded of. Robin Rebold-Smith spoke of making choices very intentionally, how giving her best yes to one thing meant saying no to other things, no to things that she would be missing out on, but would give more quality and strength to the yes somewhere else. I've been sitting in this wisdom, how simple and balanced it is. Hello, Robin, and welcome to the show. Michelle, how are you? I'm doing well. It's so wonderful. Like I said before we got on, it's so wonderful to see you twice in one week. It's a real, it's extra special. So I'm... I, you know, I, I took a beat to get you on the show and, and now here we are and I'm just really quite delighted about it. So thank you. Thank you. I am too. Thank you. I feel honored, actually. The honor is definitely mine. Oh, you are so, so. sweet. Is there anything you want the listeners to know as we get started here? Um, just, I, I mean, briefly about me, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. Those are two of the most precious things in my life. I am a follower of Jesus mm-hmm. and I, um, I love people. I think those are probably just the the top things about me. I love meeting new people. I love, yeah, I, I love how colorful our world is and both personality and, um, culture. And I think God is the author of one of the best stories. Oh, that's <laughs> we beautiful. Just get to, yeah, we get to be a part of it. We get to see it and experience it. And so I love to uh, meet new people just to hear their stories and to hear. True, right? It's so yeah. interesting just to, you know, just to just take a moment and ask somebody some questions and be curious about them and really see them and listen to them. I, I agree. I, I really enjoyed that as well. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Um, I, that I would use, or I looked at it more like maybe what other people would say. (laughs) I think this is what you would use, but maybe it's the same as what other people would say, but what would you say? Um, first I would say generous. I believe I'm a very generous person, especially with my time. And, uh, I, yeah, I would say generous, real. I'm very real Mm. and followed by that would be, um, confrontational, but that's because of the realness that I am. And I know that you're laughing because <laughs> <laughs> you know that about me, but I like to confront issues because I don't like lingering tension. I don't like confusion. I don't like discord. And so I am very quick to confront 
even if I feel like there's tension, maybe I don't know what the situation is, but I like to sit down and have those real conversations because I feel that's how we grow. That's how we learn. Um, sometimes I'm having to learn something about myself and having to fix, or right. it's me needing to learn about somebody else and how I can communicate with them. That's so interesting because choosing that, and I, I totally see that in you and understand that about you, but that word confront yeah. personally, it's one of the words I would like to get rid of because I yes. think when you, when we, you know, use that word, I think uh, opposition, like mm-hmm. I'm here, you're over there and I'm lobbing one at you and you're going to have to defend somehow. Right. Yes. And yeah. so, yeah. So are, do you feel like when you use that word to describe yourself, you're talking about like trying to understand another person, their point of view or mm-hmm. and or um, like trying to hold them accountable in a way for something? I think it's situational. I would lend myself to the first description. For me, um, uh, my husband and I, Scott, we are people who sometimes, not every year, but most years will claim a word that we just want to be a focal point. Uh And several years ago, it was perspective. And I learned that if I start trying to use filters in these moments of confrontation for right now, lack of a better, you're such a word person. So maybe you can find a new word. Um, But when to sit down and address a situation with somebody else, um, it's to first and foremost, look at it from their perspective. And also, and very uh, quickly right after that is, what could I potentially be doing that is causing harm in this situation, Mm -hmm. causing the situation to maybe have tension or negative. And so oftentimes if you approach the confrontation first by looking at the other person's perspective, you're usually going in and not an oppositional way. It's, I can see where they might be coming from because I've already tried to process that. Right. So let me just find out if I'm right or if I'm wrong. It's more investigative, I guess, okay. in that way to find out, okay. right, am I wrong? Maybe I. Maybe the tension's just me feeling it. Okay. Or <laughs> walking into a situation and seeing everybody's wandering around and they need focus. So I'm the one to jump in and say, okay, let's rally around and let's solve the situation. So right, I use right. the word confrontational because I, I am more direct. And well, and you don't have fear when it comes to communication, which I, I really, uh, I think is a really good quality because it shows, you know, a, a courage or bravery, you know, the willingness to, to take that risk because there's a risk in being yes. authentic in your communication. There's a definite risk. So yes, yes I appreciate that about you. It's just interesting because that's, I think for me, like when I Really, that is one of the words I would like to retire. I mean, <laughs> so. well, then let's find a new one. I'll well, for, take it. Okay, and I'm, you know, this is this is you, and so this is a good thing. I prefer the word communication, just okay. because it's sure. it's it doesn't it's not loaded with. I'm gonna say something, and you're probably not gonna like it. You are gonna right away have to defend your thoughts, mm. position, feelings, no, whatever. Yeah. So anyways, that's, but you know me, that's just me. That's probably just me. So (laughs) my personality, I think just lends itself to come across as confrontational when that's not the heart behind it. That's right. Exactly. Right. And that's why it's, yeah, I can't fully picture you confronting in the way I think of confronting. I think of you as like, okay, let's talk about this. What's happening? What, what information am I missing? What, what, 
you know, and trying to like get a big picture and get, you know, like you said, investigative, it's far more, Mm -hmm. uh, it's far more kind, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But we're, we're, we're sticking with it. We're sticking with it. Okay. I know you know how to play teachers and a lie. You could, as I said, do this in your sleep. Okay. Bring it to me, sister. Two truths and a lie. Um, truth. I am the oldest. No, 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 no. Oh, remember, I can't remember, tell you what it is. No, no. Remember how this goes? You I say guess, three things. I say three things. Okay. Then let okay, me. So start over. Start over. Okay. This one's actually tricky. There's so many things that come to my mind. All right, let's just spout them out. I've been to 48 states. I've never been to Europe. And I am one of four, uh, three children. Okay. Okay. We've got never been to Europe. Okay. I just already happen to know which one it is. <laughs> okay. So been to 48 states, never been to Europe. One of three kids. Okay, this, you know, you know, I, I just know you well enough. And we recently had a conversation <laughs> in which I, I happen to know that you are one of three kids. I happen to know that you will soon be visiting your 50th state. So the, the, that one has that one has to be the lie. Therefore, you've never been to Europe as a deduction there. So correct. Yes, you've been to 49 states. 49. My 49th I went to in September. Finally got into Wisconsin. Yeah, didn't you take like a day trip over and back just so you you know so you could do hours? I was yeah, I was visiting my sister in Illinois and I mapped out how far it was from where she was in Illinois to Wisconsin. And it was about an hour and 15 minutes away. And my mom was there too. And I was like, I gotta go. Can I borrow your car? I said, I'll just get up early. I was like, I'll get up at five in the morning and drive, cross the state line, get a coffee, come back over. <laughs> and so I did. I uh, got a ball cap with a Wisconsin ball cap and took my photo in front of their local post office. <laughs> oh, that is so fun. Do you, I mean, so given that, do you actually have sort of proof loosely said of, of having been to, because you're saying you have a ball cap, sure. a picture. Did you do no, that with the other states? You just I wish I I wish I would have. Unfortunately, when I traveled to so many of them, I was on a traveling singing team in my uh, late teens, early twenties, and this was before cell phones. Right, and true. So, uh, film was a hot commodity and very expensive, <laughs> yes. and so we rationed when we took our pictures. And That's I right. Oh my! I want to keep getting them in front of all these, you know, different things, and right. so yeah. So that unfortunately, is, I yes. did not. And that is so different now, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. really just um, quite amazing. Okay, you've never been to Europe, but I know it's on your list, and you are going to yeah. go at one point. So, yeah. yeah, you're 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 hunkering down in the states. You're getting those all down, and yeah, I wanted to do fifty before fifty, and I'm three years oh, away. My I'll gosh, I'm forty. I'm about to turn forty-seven. So That's... yeah, I will all fifty before fifty. Oh, that is so great. Love that. Okay. We've had many movie conversations, but what would you say? And what would you say is one of your favorite movies of all time? I have to emphasize the one because, you know, sure. Yeah. I think this, (laughs) this will be funny. We were actually talking about it this morning. Waiting for Guffman is one of my 
absolute favorite movies. I think Christopher Guest and Eugene Levy are geniuses when it comes to the mockumentaries and the style of their comedy. But I appreciate that one so much because that one encompasses theater and a lot of productions that I was raised doing, not just in the theater sect, but in our churches and how we sometimes, it challenges me to remember that though what we're doing is important, we're not going to Broadway. And mm-hmm. we might think it's the best thing ever, but it's really not. And that's okay. And so to just take myself seriously, but also to laugh at myself, it just oh, yeah. it encompasses both, right? Like right. you gotta laugh at yourself and realize, okay, you're, yeah. So anyway, that's why. It's okay. I like that. And we haven't yeah. had that one before. And I haven't even thought of that movie in the longest time. And it makes yeah. me want to uh, rewatch. So yes. thank you for that suggestion. Just as a quick little aside, what would your favorite Christmas movie be? One of your favorite Christmas movies. Okay. So. <laughs> and Christmas, the reason I'll tell you yes. in a minute why I'm asking you this. You're going to die when I tell you this and why. One that I can have on repeat is the family stone. There it is. There I, it is. Love there it is. Movie. I love yes. all Christmas movies. I love them all. Christmas throws yes. up in our house. We love it. But the family stone yes. mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. incredible. I can watch it over and over and over again. Yes. And I do recall one uh, one time at Christmas time, you'd already seen it like six times. And you yes. and we weren't even done with the season. So because yes. <laughs> I'll have it on while I'm decorating or while I'm wrapping a present or doing dishes. I just have it on. I don't know. I really enjoy it. Yes. And that's why I asked because yes. I, I I like, I think she'll say that. I really think she'll say that because it's my favorite Christmas movie for sure. I don't watch it on repeat though, because I find it kind of gut wrenching in some ways so that it, it mm-hmm. kind of emotionally takes a lot out. So that's like, I can watch it for sure once and maybe twice during mm-hmm. Christmas time, but I yeah, six times. It's it's yeah. I can't. I just too much. It's just it's spending too much emotional energy for me. Yeah. It's. I, I mean, it's it's so whole, fun. It's so fun. I just love the whole picture of how real it is. How families can be functionally dysfunctional yeah. in some ways, right? But also, you see the character played by Sarah Jessica Parker and how warm she becomes. Yes. As a result of just being encompassed in this family that's so real and authentic right. and confrontational. Right. <laughs> so yes. Like, it's just, and they work through it. Like they're not yes. going to go and they stick up for one another and they fight it out. But right. they, um, yeah, I, I just, I love it. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I love it too. Um, yeah. And then it's, it's very tender, very sweet, yes. funny, yes. and then sad. So it's like everything all rolled uh, yeah. into one. Yeah. All right. Name a person that inspires you. Mm, other than you. Cause I got to tell you, Rochelle, <laughs> I got to tell you, you really truly do. It's, um, I, cause I thought about it and I'm like, well, I don't want to be cheesy or anything like that, but honestly, you have remained somebody in my life that was a happy accident as mm. far as how we met and how this friendship and your ability to immediately embrace me on such a deep and real level. I think oh. you just um, completely uh, example and exemplify real, honest, authentic, um, oh Christ-like. Gosh. 
loving and kind. And you're one of those people that if you don't like Rochelle, then you're the one with the problem. And those people are actually really hard to find. And you give so much like wisdom and grace in such a God honoring way that it did not take me very long to be like, I want to be like Rochelle. And so you have, you know, you've certainly and definitely been uh, one of those people. Um, Disney was quoted something along the lines, you know, somebody called him a genius once years ago. And he said, if if being a genius means having smarter people around me to help me on this journey than I am one. And we've all been told, you know, that there is um, in a multitude of counselors, there's wisdom and you have to go to wise people to find that. And you are just one of those people on the very short list that I have that I go, I know that I can go to Rochelle, if I really needed counsel, if I needed wisdom, or if I just need a friend just to go wow. and have lunch with that, I know that I will be better for it and walk oh away with my cup going. And so for me, it's I leave energized. And then as a result, I hope that I am now exampling that for other people oh as gosh. well because of what I've gained from you. So that really truly is my well, answer. Well, my goodness. Well, for starters, I, I kind of did a spit take there. Not, I didn't really mean to, but I was, well, it was extremely unexpected. Right. And then secondly, I'm, I'm sincerely humbled by your, your many, many warm and kind words. And, uh, I feel very honored for you to have, to Aww. have said all that. And I, I'm just going to really sit in it. So thank you, my friend. Of course. Really appreciate. I love you. (laughs) I love you too. Gosh, I really, really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, I I love what I'm doing and I loved our time together. And I'm glad that we choose to continue to be friends because there's choice in friendship and Mm -hmm. it's, there's not, you know, not everybody is interested in continuing on once you're out of the work situation, right? Yes. 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 So I appreciate that. Thank you. And a piece of wisdom you keep handy. Peace. Um, Well, (laughs) it's kind of, Scott's and my motto is one life. We have one life. And I have one opportunity to screw it up as much as possible or succeed as much as possible, right? Like it's all about choices. And so for us is we try to use that filter on the daily basis of we just have one life and we need to use our best yes. And Mm, so um, sometimes saying no to things is actually giving our best yes to other things. And there was a season in our lives where we were saying no to things because uh, we were potentially in a position of, of, quite honestly, kind of being addicted to saving money. And then we missed out on some opportunities that we now regret because we needed that, you know, $100 and we didn't need it. We should have just said yes and said, this is an opportunity. Or we overcommitted ourselves and then we were worn out and cranky and we weren't giving our best to one another or to our kids. And right. so for us, it's we have one life and give your best yes. So wow. yeah. that is just that incredible. Oh, oh my. I, I absolutely love that. It really yeah. is just 
it's very um it's very practical and it's very um it's it's beyond practical although it is that too it's also like you say it's a philosophy it's a way to live it's a way to show up it it really empowers and gives mm-hmm. um voice to priorities and intention mm-hmm. and Absolutely. and that i think uh you know instead of spreading yourself so thin you know sitting back and make, taking a moment mm-hmm. and thinking about what the yes means or and the no means with mm-hmm. all the other yeses and all the other no's i think is is well it is very wise and, yeah. and, a, and a very um gosh a really beautiful way to live well thank you for that oh. that's really incredible Thank you. Because sometimes we view saying no, kind of like what you were saying earlier, it comes across as negative or we're not participating in something and we're letting, disappointing other people by maybe not attending an event or um, are, are disappointing our kids because we're saying no to something, but it's what's our best yes. And when we focus mm-hmm. it that way, sometimes it's yeah, the best yes is actually a no. <laughs> right. right. So and wow. Gosh, that's just really I'm gonna be thinking about that a lot. Uh let's see. Okay, so now it's time to take our deep dive, which is your passion. And we're mm-hmm. also doing a, a pivot series when we talk uh where we talk about some kind of a change or a shift that you made, either internally or externally. So Let's, why don't we start with your passion? I know you, we, we all have more than one, but what's one you'd like to talk about today? Mm-hmm. Um, I've realized uh, probably like many people, we have different passions. It just depends or multiple. It depends on what bucket it lands into, right? I have a passion for this within my family life. I have a passion for this within my work life, or I have a passion for this within my hobby life. Um, for me right now, my I would say my ultimate passion is raising the two human beings that I'm trying to raise. Uh, But within that, it kind of lands in my work. I love being a part of life change. Mm -hmm. I love seeing a life that is positively impacted by some way of mentorship, teaching, guiding, counseling, and, um, our daughter is getting ready to turn 14 and I'm, I have been feeling a stirring and a passion for what I never thought would be that age group. And ah. how can we help mold young people in today's generation through yes, a Christ-like filter, but also through our world culture and our world's filter and trying to help them understand they're being forced to learn and be more aware of right. more what I would say grown-up content would have been oh, yeah. um, said to me simply just due to the fact that they have everything at their fingertips. So you're looking at the disasters that are happening um, within fires or earthquakes or right. So you're looking at natural disasters. You're looking at political things that are happening in our world. You're also looking at religious things that are happening in our world and then social things that are happening within our world. So 
I look at it and I, I'm becoming more and more passionate about being a positive light. And mm-hmm. I find that within my work right now within yeah. theater mm-hmm. and trying to help navigate conversations with young people that will help them be better, uh, be kind to themselves because many teenagers are even more unkind wow. to themselves these days. Um, to be kind to one another and find patience and graciousness with one another, mm-hmm. as well as um, be contributors to our community and how right. we can look as, I mean, you don't have to look far for people in need and trying just to find ways to be able to to navigate that and to help raise young, healthy contributors. I'm becoming more and more passionate about that. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, so that comes through a lot in your work, I know, because we, yes. we, um, you know, worked in, you still work, and I worked with you in children's yes. theater. And, you know, mm-hmm. the emphasis was not really, I mean, yes, there is an emphasis on the, the, the end product, mm-hmm. but it's more about the process and getting there and how good kids feel about themselves mm-hmm. through that process, much like uh, somebody, uh, a young person might be on a team, uh, yes. a, an athletic sport or what have you. So there's mm-hmm. lots of different ways to arrive there. Um, what is, what do you think is special about theater, uh, or mm. performing for kids? Cause that's what yes. we're talking about. We're talking about performing arts for children as, as a vehicle, as a way of self-expression, mm-hmm. of growing character? Why do you think that theater is a good, is a good uh, fit for that? Sure. That's a great question. Um, with students, they have an opportunity, one, to build their community with like-minded people. So you see that with sports, you see that with, you know, chefs, you find people who have a passion or a hobby of using a talent that they may have and they uh, theater allows those same like-minded children to be able to come together. Mm -hmm. But theater is one of those few fields where uh, immediately when people think about theater, they think about the performers on the stage, but there's so much more that goes into it that it encompasses so many people that have different talents, gifts, and ability abilities. There's painting sets or um, visual art designs. There's sound and lighting. There's props. There's costumes and sewing. It Mm -hmm. encompasses so many things that it builds a much larger and deeper community where within sports, you have the players, the coach, and then the observers. Where in theater, it just takes so many more people in a larger community in order to put that together. So I think within that community, it also adds such a variety of flavor of personalities that (laughs) the personal character then has to grow into. And it's a different form of team mentality. Um, Because within a sports team, people pretty much understand that it takes the team to make the win. Right. If Michael Jordan had been out there all by himself against all the other players, he would never have won a game. (laughs) Right. He still needed the rest of the team in order to help lead that victory. Right. And so there are so many more players that put on 
a production. And within those personalities, I mean, you're talking 70 to 80 personalities that go into putting on a production. So the need for that character development is so much deeper. Right. Now, as far as a personal uh, character, there's a lot of vulnerability. If you're the performer, there's a lot of, or anyone for that matter, there's still so much vulnerability in putting your gifts and talents out there for everyone to see. Right. Um, you're opening yourself up for critique. You're opening yourself up for criticism. Um, but you're also opening yourself up to a world of being able to showcase your gifts and your talents right. and your right. abilities. And so I think um, I, I just I see these kids come in and they're trying so hard and because they're all trying there, it's not, and everybody gets a trophy because, you know, right now we're getting ready to put on the production of Adam's family. Well, there can only be one more Tisha. There can only be one, right? But everybody is still part of that team. And so to watch them all cheer each other on, to watch them all also possibly grieve and work through the character of, I'm still on the team, but I didn't get the part that I wanted is very different than I'm on the team of a sport. And right. so uh, watching that personal character grow, uh, that personal character is immensely um, gratifying because there's things to grow when you get what you want. And there's things, areas where you can grow when you don't get what you want, but you right. can still put on an amazing production and grow. Right. And so, and grow in your craft of singing and dancing and acting or building and designing. And right. so, yeah, that's why I that's why I really like. Well, yes, it, think, it, yeah, it does encompass a lot, a lot more than it's than it seems to. Yes, and uh, theater storytelling, and uh, Jesus used a lot of storytelling, mm-hmm. right? There's and there's beautiful books, and there's just so much storytelling that's out there. So to be able to dress up and play another character is also a way that kids can sometimes that are maybe more shy or maybe with more withdrawn, just completely come to life on stage because they encompass this character that they're playing and they get excited about the role that they're playing. And we see a side of them that maybe we don't always get to see in everyday life. And it's kind of magical sometimes. So. Well, I agree with that. Having witnessed it on a personal level with, you know, a couple of my kids and then also professionally, Mm -hmm. Uh, watching, you know, hundreds of kids go through the program and and see how it impacted them, whether they were the lead or ensemble or what have you, just, Mm -hmm. just the, I don't want to say just experience, like I'm minimizing it, but the experience of going through that, uh, you know, working together Mm -hmm. and all the discovery and the rehearsing and the discipline that it takes to get it from script in hand to, you know, closing night is uh, very, very building character wise, I I will say, having seen, you know, my, Mm -hmm. and especially my, my oldest. uh, Yeah, as you know, Sean, who this this is, she made a a huge imprint on who he is. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I, and, and that's, you know, why I started to work there and contribute uh-huh. was was for that very reason seeing it firsthand and 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 having gone through it as a kid like you did you know uh you, you know you 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 understand all of the potential that's there for your kids and for the kids mm-hmm. that are involved 
whether they're the triple threat or or not. Or not. Yes. <laughs> or not. Yeah. But helping them find because sometimes, yes, there are kids that they love it. And you have to say you're not on the right seat on the bus for the where you're at. You maybe you're not the best singer, right? Maybe you're not the best singer, but we have plenty of roles that aren't singing or you're not a great dancer, but we have, there's plenty of roles where you're not a great dancer and being able to help them navigate. And I think for me, getting back to that passion is just trying to help spread that word and teach kids that they are beautifully and wonderfully made Yeah. period and stop it. Not beautifully and wonderfully made. If you are this, or if you right. like that, or if you feel like this, it's like, no, and stop your beautiful <laughs> and wonderfully made. Done. Yes. And then let's celebrate that and help you navigate that beauty. Right. And so, um, yeah. That's beautiful. Is there anything you want to say in conclusion? This has been uh, very engaging as I knew it would be and a lot of wonderful food for thought. Is there anything else that you feel like I didn't get to talk about this or? No. No. You feel good? So. You're good? I good feel go? good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Robin, this has been a delight. I greatly appreciate you taking the time and um, sharing some of who you are because we, we do all have a story and we do all have yes. many chapters in our story. We've all been gifted with with passions and things we find interesting and things we want to learn more about and explore. And I'm, I'm grateful that, that you are doing yours because I, I really believe that when you know who you are and you do the thing you're supposed to do, we all benefit. We sure. all benefit. It's yes. not you benefit, but then I get to benefit too. So, yeah. and I yeah. think I actually, now that you, now that you're saying that, I think the last thing that I would say is just to encourage anybody who's listening is follow your passion. Yes. Right? Follow your passion and um, fulfill that because you only have one life. Give your best. Yes. yes. And we're not promised tomorrow. So go for it. You know, Yes. find a way to do that because then you're giving the rest of us your best. Yes. By following your passion. Yes. Thank yeah. you. That's exactly yeah. right. Well, thank you so much. I'm grateful that you came on and we will be in touch soon. Thank you. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye. Robin is committed to being real. And that means having challenging conversations when necessary. She investigates and gathers information to see things from all perspectives. Then she looks at her part in the situation to see how to make things better. She loves people and wants to have positive impact. And her greatest passion? Raising the two human beings that call her mom. And now a closing prayer. God, we are here because you are generous, because you are creative, because you are loving. May we extend that same spirit of giving to those you've placed in our lives. And may we do what we can to be there for one another. Amen. Go on out today and be all that God created you to be.